Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? How many people love the Word of God? The Bible says the Word of God is like a medicine. If you take the Word of God, it's like taking supplement and food, but it's very good food to make you healthy, and also it's like a medicine. I heard testimony from people all the time, people who are hungry to feed themselves with reading the Bible, listening to teaching. Yesterday, I heard a testimony of a lady in Chicago. She loved to listen to our teaching. And her brother was affected by infection in the ear that caused deafness, loss of hearing for a long time. And she listened to our teaching and she built her faith and keep praying for her brother. Uh, and he went back to see the doctor. The doctor said, you were healed. Nothing there. He can hear again. The sister who had faith from listening to the teaching, pray for the brother, and now the brother got saved because God healed him. So you see, miracle happen when you really have faith and when you really feed yourself with the word of God. Thank God for the technology. I have been a teacher by nature, by my gifting. So I tend to produce a lot of teaching and put in the internet so that people can listen to different subjects and build their faith and understand to walk in the right way. The Bible says God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. So we need to feed ourselves with the knowledge of God by reading the scripture, joining the class, or listen to the good teaching in the online because we have all the teachings there in topics and listen to different topics. Amen. So feed yourself. God cannot force you. You need to do it yourself. Today, I would like to talk about very important subject that we need to grow up and we need to practice in life. We are living in this flesh, in this body, and we all have sinful nature on the inside of us. Because we have the sinful nature that we need to sacrifice in order to die to it, but live according to the Holy Spirit, we have some work to do to cooperate with God. And one of the areas that come from our flesh is the area called favoritism, discrimination, prejudice. Judging people and dishonoring other people. I'm going to read many scriptures in order to show you that the way of God is not the way of favoritism, showing favoritism or prejudice to other people. We want to walk in the spirit. We want to walk in love. I'm going to read many passages of the scripture to see how we should live on earth here as a representative for Jesus Christ. In James chapter 2 verses 1 to 13. My brothers and sisters. 
believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man is in filthy old clothes, also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here is a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? Sometimes we judge people when we see their appearance right away with our evil thoughts. Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. This is talking about the discrimination in the area of financial background, the rich and the poor. But there are other areas that people can discriminate against one another. For example, we can discriminate people, not only financial status, but also job, what kind of profession people have. Not much in America, but a lot in Asia. Profession, skin color, or social backgrounds, language, and accent, the look outside. I remember many years ago, Pastor Da and I, we went to London. We were standing in the shopping mall. We spoke with Thai accent, not English, a British accent. And when we were standing in front of the counter, right away, the lady discriminated us and looked at us from the top of our head to the bottom of our toes. That happened everywhere. But we were not affected because we knew who we were in Christ. We would not let it affect us. Today, we're going to talk about don't discriminate people. Don't play favoritism. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk about if you are discriminated against, how should you respond? Okay, today just talk about we don't discriminate other people. Or people may discriminate our accent, our nationality, tribe, social backgrounds, age. Some people look down on young people or old people. Male or female. Or positions in the company. Position in the church. Educational background, experiences, how long you have been in a church. Oh, I've been here for 100 years. You just come in one day. Oh, you're nothing. That can happen in a church community as well. Oh, how long have you been in this community or in this group? How much a person has Bible knowledge? Oh, I know Greek and Hebrew. You don't know. You just shut your mouth, don't talk too much. Discriminate people based on the knowledge of the Bible. Or preferences. I like Jaya, but you like Mexican food. Oh, you like fur, but I like steak. You discriminate people according to their preferences. Or culture. 
or tradition or spiritual gifts. Maybe you are gifted to be a healer. Every time you pray for people, the people get healed. Wow, I'm so good. And then you look down on people with the gift of helps or serving. Oh, you're nothing. I am so anointed. It can happen as well. Discrimination against spiritual gift or personality or talents, faith and religion. Please don't look down on people of other religions. We love them. Even though we don't agree with their faith, but we still love them. Lately, I was pulled into the line group of all the medical doctors who graduated the same year in Thailand, and most of them are Buddhists. So they sent picture from Buddhist temple. They use the Buddhist word in the line all the time. I never get offended. I just still show love to them, speak nice to them in the group line, and I try to be courteous and loving to them. Eventually, somebody say, "Oh, uh, Doctor Lau, can you explain to us about denominations?" <laughs> When they ask this question, right away I have a chance to preach the gospel because I respect them; they respect me, and they listen to me. And they read my sharing about who is a Christian and what is all about denomination. You see, we need to respect other people's faith, even though we don't agree. Or even denomination. Maybe you believe in speaking in tongues, and some people don't believe. Don't look down on them. Don't discriminate denominational background or Bible background. So the Bible talk about don't. Really look down. Not only the poor or the skin color. Who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith? I'm reading verse five now, and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of Him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, what is the royal law? Love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing right, but if you show favoritism, or prejudices, or discrimination, or judging, you sin. And are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. You may say that I read the Bible every day, I pray every day, I go to church every Sunday, but you discriminate somebody in your office, you break all the law. Now this is serious. Because the law can sum up: we love people and we love God. For he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to any one 
who has not been merciful, mercy triumphs over judgment. Let me explain to you a little bit here. As a believer, we are saved by grace. God, Jesus died for us. We are saved by grace. Jesus forgive our sin. We all make mistake, and by His grace, we are forgiven, and we have a new life. And not only that, we are walking by the Holy Spirit every day. The Holy Spirit is leading us, empower us, guiding us, remind us all the things. We are not walking by the law. Basically, we are walking by the Spirit. But the Bible says, even though we are walking by the Spirit, we still need to walk as if we follow the law. Is it clear? So we should not delete the law from the Bible. We still need to follow the law. What is the law? Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And let me explain to you something. Somebody wrote to me and asked me a question. I think this person tried to argue with Christianity. The person asked me this question. If God is real, why people still need to go to see doctor? Why doesn't God just heal that person by prayer? And you don't need a hospital anymore. Have you ever thought that question? Why we still need to go to see doctor? And I answer, because number one, not everybody has faith to be healed. You receive healing by faith. Number two, this is a big problem. Number two, you don't know the root of that sickness. Somebody, God cannot heal them because they have some root of sickness inside them that God cannot help. You heard testimony that people got sick by cancer. Doctor could not help and nothing helped until one day that person decided to forgive her husband and forgive God. Suddenly, cancer disappeared. God can heal. You need to give God the right to heal you by forgiving somebody. The Bible says if you don't forgive, God will not be able to take away the torture from your life. You're going to be tortured. This is the reason why people still need doctors because a lot of people practice unforgiveness, practice favoritism, judgmental spirit, and discrimination, and because of that, they break the law, and God cannot heal them. This is why we need to really take serious about really love people and don't touch anybody and don't discriminate anybody so that we can be protected and we will not face judgment of sinning against God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 to 21. From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. The worldly point of view, you're too short. You don't have enough hair. You're too tall. Your nose too big. Oh, I don't like your skin color. Oh, I don't like the way you talk, the way you walk. I judge you, I judge you. I have my own worldview perspective to judge people. But the Bible says from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. I remember before I became a Christian, I look at the cross, look at Jesus on the cross in the Catholic church and say, what in the world this guy become naked on the cross? Ugh! This is not God. I judged Jesus before I became a Christian by the worldly point of view. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciles us to Himself through Christ. I used to put my fist up against God when I was a young man, but Christ loved us, died for us, loved me, and I repented, and I was reconciled to God through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He did not give us the ministry of prejudice, favoritism, discrimination, and judging people. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. People of different kinds, people of different skin color, different backgrounds can become one together and love one another. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ. Not counting people's sin against them, and He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though Christ were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf: be reconciled to God. God make Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. The Bible clearly says that we are the ambassador of Christ. Our job is to bring peace, to bring reconciliation, love, unity, honor, and respect to all kinds of people, no matter what background they come from, no matter what experiences they have. We love them. We recruit them in. We include them in. We love them. We want them to be a part of the kingdom. That is the way we should do. We should not judge anybody. Because of the different backgrounds and languages and tribe and the accent or whatever, we should love people. We should have the heart of God on the inside of us, and the Holy Spirit can pour His love into our heart so that we can love people. Amen. The church should be the place of love, not the place of discrimination and division. Acts chapter 10 verses 34 to 36. I read a lot of scripture to show you that. The will of God is for us to love people and no practice of discrimination. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accept from every nation the one who fears Him and does what is right. He accepts every nation. He accepts every tribe and language, every accent, every kind of nationality. Or skin color, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Our God is a God of peace. We should be the peacemaker. We should not judge people, cause heartache, and people feel bad because we show up everywhere. We show up, they feel peace and love and acceptance and kindness and. Mercy from us because we are in the kingdom of God. Amen. We don't want to show favoritism. Pastor Da and I were talking yesterday. We were talking about how much we appreciate the first generation members of this church. I can mention their name: Pirat and Brenda, and Pastor Tyson, Sister Nali, Pastor Nali. Pastor Kenny and Pastor Mali, 
the first generation who came in and still stay with us all these years, they never desert me and Pastor Da. Young and Thai, they were there since we were in the basement of my house. We suffered together, we cried together, we laughed together, we went through a lot together, and we appreciate them so much. Appreciate Lancer, who grew up in this church, first generation, and. But you know, even though how much we appreciate all these people, when the new people come in, into the church, we love them the same. We don't treat new members different from older members. We treat all of them the same because our God is not a God of favoritism. God loves everybody. Everybody is precious in the eyes of God. Everybody is bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Everybody has some good thing in them that God put into their life. Every believer is anointed. Everybody is a child of the living God. We should treat them as a son or a daughter of the King of all kings. Amen. They have the DNA of God. And even the non-believers, we treat them well. When I was at Harborview Hospital, everywhere I go, I built the atmosphere of peace and respect to everybody, all the nurses and doctors and the anesthesia, anesthesia assistant. I built that atmosphere. I respect everybody. They're all valuable in the eyes of God. The atmosphere in that generation was so full of peace in the ICU, in the operating room. A lot of nurses at Overlake and Evergreen Hospital always say like this to one another: "I like to be in the room with Dr. Lau because in that room, no yelling, a lot of respect, a lot of honor and peace. Because I bring peace there. They like to scrub with me. Scrub means put the hand on, put the gel on, and put the glove and perform surgery with me. Help me in surgery because scrub, scrub with the doctor. So." Why? Because I want to practice Jesus in the operating room. People can feel the peace and the love in that atmosphere. We respect everybody. We respect people who walk in just to sweep the floor and clean up the operating room. We love everyone. We smile at everyone. Amen. We say thank you to everybody. Ephesians chapter two, verses thirteen to twenty-two. This scripture talk about. The Gentiles and the Jews at that time, the Jewish people became believer first, and the Gentile came in later on. But when we talk about here, you need to understand nowadays we rarely talk about Gentile and the Jews anymore. But we are talking about those are Spanish, these are Chinese, oh, those are yellow people, these are white people, these are black people. Oh, they are highly professional people. Oh, these are poor people, rich people. We are talking about this. So when we read this scripture, we apply to today about the two group want to be one together in the eyes of God. Ephesians chapter two, thirteen to twenty-two. And now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Talking about the Gentiles here. We were far away from God, and God brought us near Him by the blood of Jesus. For He Himself is our peace. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace. Who has made the two groups? The two groups can be age, can be denomination things, can be skin color things, can be language, can be nationality. Two groups, one, 
and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. Everyone come together, believe in Jesus, and we are one together. There is no wall. There is no hostility. Out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which He put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through Him, through Jesus Christ, we both. Have access to the Father by one Spirit. We have the same Father, even though we came from different country and different background. Even though we have different skin color and we have different professions, we have the same Father. We have the same Holy Spirit. We have the same Gospel. We have the same Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are one in Christ. Amen. In this church, I never look at your background. We are brothers, sisters. We all together. We are in the same family together. We are in the same kingdom. We are the citizen of heaven together. Amen. Verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens. We are talking about Christian in the same church here, in the same body of Christ, with God's people and also members of the same household, built on the foundation of the apostle and prophets. With Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone in Him, in Christ, the whole building, all of us, is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. My brother and sister, in the church, we should not have any favoritism, discrimination. Prejudice or judgmental spirit against each other background at all. I agree. The black lives matter. Totally agree. I love those group of people very much. And actually, some doctor who treat Pastor Da, he is an African American doctor. Very smart. Very good. But at the same time, I love white people too. I love Asian people, Mexican people, all kind of nationalities. Everyone is precious in the eyes of God. We need to have this kind of thought now that everybody is precious and matter to God. Amen. We are in the same kingdom together. Mark chapter twelve, verses thirty to thirty-one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this: love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. Christianity is about love. I look at the situation in the world today. Many things that happen in the world, and the Lord spoke to me and showed me from Scripture that the answer to the society is this world is the Lord Jesus Christ and His love. If everybody believe in Jesus, obey Him, and love one another, a lot of problems in this world will not happen. It will disappear. Is that right? 
Do you know why I wear my mask during surgery? Because I love my patients. Do you know why I wear the mask before Pastor Tyson come up to give announcement? Because I love him. I want to protect him. But now I'm far away from you. That's okay. I cannot wear mask and preach at the same time. So I love you. But I when I go down from the stage, I'm going to put it on. Why I do that? I loved you. I respect you. I honor you. Amen. Love is the motivation for us to do anything in life. Micah chapter six verse eight. I'm almost done. Micah six eight. He has shown you, O mortal. Mortal mean people like us who can die one day. What is good, and what does the Lord require of you? What does God require of you to act justly, to treat people with justice, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? My brother and sister, treat people with justice. Treat people well. Don't practice favoritism. Not only that, always choose to love and show mercy to people. Choose mercy and love. Not hatred and destroying people. Not only that, humble yourself. You need to have this mindset in your life. Somebody else is better than you in certain area that you don't have. You may good, be good at certain area. For example, I can open the skull and perform brain surgery, but I cannot cook. <sighs> I don't even know how to cut. The onions. I can cut somebody's skin, but I don't know how to cut the onions. I cannot fix electricity in my house. I have to call people to come in. I may be good at something, but somebody else, I cannot cut hair. I need to go to Sister Jackie and, and Brother Imad to cut my hair. They are good. But every time I walk out of their salon. I feel so good. They are very talented in that area. You see, if you look at people that way, you are so good. Why wow, you're so good? You're better than me. Humble yourself. Look at other people better than you all the time. Oh, the society will be so happy, so full of peace and joy. I love this scripture very much in Philippians chapter two, verses three to four. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Let me ask you this question: How many people want heaven to work in you and through you? How many people want to live a long life and get protected from accident? How many people want? The blessing, the finances, and good things flow to your hand. How many people want to live a long life to the old age with gray hair, and at 100 years old you still walk without knee problem? How many people? You know, I find the the key, the key of how to live like that. The key is this. Listen carefully. The key is you allow God. To use your body 
as a living sacrifice to be the blessing to other, to bless other, to do good to others. When you walk into any place, you don't think about yourself. Oh, who's gonna greet me? Who's gonna do this to me? No, no. You walk in. How I gonna bless people? I gonna smile to people, bless people, pray for people. I gonna give to people. I gonna be used by God. And God look from heaven and see the lifestyle you have that you always good to people. He said, "No, I'm not gonna let this guy die soon. No, no, no. I need him on this earth to be my hands and my mouth and my eyes and my feet." Oh. Devil cannot touch this guy. Okay, COVID 19 get out of here. Cannot touch him. Oh, he need money to bless people. Okay, I pour money into his hand. You live that way, and all the blessing will come into you and flow out of you because you are the channel. You are the tunnel that bring love and mercy and goodness to people. God say, I gotta keep this guy for a long time. I will not let him die soon. I will not let this lady die soon. This is the way to live. Don't live selfishly. Live in the way to love people and care for other people and show the interest of other people. I want to help you. I think about you more than myself, and God gonna take care of you. Last scripture, Proverbs chapter twenty-nine, verse seven: The righteous care about justice for the poor. But the wicked have no such concern. If you're the righteous, you care about other people more than yourself. People can be poor financially. Some people don't need finances from you, but they need your time to sit down and listen to them. Some people need acceptance. They're poor in acceptance because their parents dumb them and they become an orphan. Some people. May be poor in the area of uh, emotion. I'm gonna come and teach you about relational bank account soon. I start to get ready to teach you how to deposit in the the relational bank account. Some people, the bank account is so empty. They need you to just show love, to take them out for ice cream, to do something to deposit good things into their life, and they know their love. They are careful. Amen? Amen. Not everyone is poor in money, but a lot of people are poor in something else, and we need to care for the poor. Amen. In conclusion, today, we will not practice discrimination, favoritism, prejudice, judging, dishonoring other people at all. We are spiritual people. We're gonna walk by the Spirit. We will not let the flesh control us. We're gonna love everybody, no matter what background they come from. Then we're gonna see their value. We want to bless them. We want to be their blessing in life, and let God work through us to touch other people. Amen. Next Sunday. I would like to talk about if you are discriminated, if people show prejudice against you, people don't treat you fairly. They look down on you. They treat you without respect. How you gonna respond? Next Sunday will be now. You get offended by somebody regarding discrimination. How you gonna respond to that? Today we are talking about 
What should we do to other people not to show discrimination and favoritism? But next Sunday we're going to learn if we are discriminated against, or we people show prejudice against us, how we're going to respond? How many people want to know? Let me find out this one more time. How many people in your life since you were young never, have never been offended by discrimination and prejudice? Raise your hand up. I did not raise my hand. It happened everywhere. Is that right? Happened to everybody. So next Sunday we're going to learn when people show favoritism or talk bad about us or make the eye contact against us, treat us unfairly. They dishonor us. They judge us with the evil thoughts. How should we respond? Gonna be next Sunday. Amen. The Lord show me. I'm going to read many scriptures next Sunday again. Hallelujah. Why don't we bow over head and pray together? I believe that, including me, Pastor Lau, have made mistakes. I confess. I admit that many times in my life, I have prejudice against certain group of people. Certain group of background, and I need to repent as well. Let us repent together. Let us ask God to forgive us. Maybe we are having prejudices against young people, teenagers, or some men may look down on women. Some of us may look down on orphans or widows. Some of us may look down on Christians of different denominations. Let us repent and ask God to forgive us. Some of us may look down on Christians who have fallen into sin. They make mistakes. And they began to come back to church, and we look at them with the eyes of prejudice, discrimination against them. Oh Lord, we admit that we have made this mistake. We are human. We live in the flesh, and sometimes our flesh tells us to think against unjustly against people. Lord, we don't want to do that anymore. Please forgive us, Lord. Please help us, Lord, to walk in love. Help us to be like Jesus Christ. Love people. Use us as your hands, your eyes, your mouth, your feet, your body to bless others. To look for the opportunity to bless and to give. Whatever they need, Father, so that this body will be the temple of the Holy Spirit, to be the presence of heaven on earth here. Thank you, Father, for forgiving us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If some of you are not sure yet. That you have your name recorded.
recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. You're not sure that if you die today, you will go to heaven. I would like to invite you to become a child of the living God. Very simple. Admit that you have sinned against God in certain way. You may not have robbed any bank, but if you lie one time or you hate somebody one time, you already sinned against God. God wants to forgive you. The wages of sin is death, which means you cannot go to heaven. Your relationship with God is broken. The wages of sin is death. But the Lord Jesus Christ paid for your sin so that you can have eternal life. I would like to invite you to pray to receive Jesus into your heart and ask Him to forgive you of your sin and start a new life. Become a child of the living God. God is real. Amen. God is real. Have you ever sat in the airplane? How many people sat in the airplane in the past? Have you? Okay. You think that airplane happened by accident? You think an airplane just pop up, or somebody put all the metal and blow it up, become an airplane? Airplane has a designer. Has somebody built it up? Your body is more complicated than the airplane. You can have baby. Actually, I just have a granddaughter. Yeah. Her name is Millie. When I look at her, she know how to drink milk, smile, look at me. But every time I look at Millie, I was thinking, "Wow, this is a miracle. This baby was inside, growing, come out, and smile at me, and know how to drink milk. And in ten years, she's gonna say, 'Tata, yai yai,' and run around." A designer, design human being. Come back to God. Don't deny God anymore. You were created by God. Give your life to Him. Amen. If you want to do that, we pray together. Follow my Father in heaven. You created me. You created me. I did not come from monkey. I did not come from monkey. I never looked like monkey before. I never looked like monkey before. And forever. And forever. You love me so much. You love me so much. I have made mistakes. I make mistakes. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. You send your son Jesus Christ. Send your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. Die on the cross. And pay for my sins. Pay for my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my life right now. Come into my life right now. Be my God. My Savior, my Savior, I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. From today on, from today on, I will experience. I will experience your grace and your mercy. Your grace and your mercy. Your healing power. Your healing power. Your protection. Your protection. Your provision. Provision. Your guidance. Your guidance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I am a child of the living God. I am a child of the living God. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. Thank you.